Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. I wish we could say we were live from the red carpet, but it was last night, Tuesday night, that is. The AFLW Awards, Alex Miller, were very, very exciting. I was very happy to be there live. Got to see the red carpet, got to see the boffins sitting around the tables having a few beverages, um, but it was a, a great night overall because one of our favourites took out the big award. Yes, and one of our favourites, as you mentioned, Kat, you were there and you would have enjoyed it as as per, and you're going to provide some great insight, and so is the man across from me with some uh, areas that we do love talking about. It's a bit of a tradition, very popular, the uh, best and worst on dress-wise, which we'll get to later on, but it was great awards last night, Doc, and just great to see all the players turn out. Yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Um, I, I... Popped in from footy training uh, late uh, last night. Missed the first half. Missed the uh, the All Australian side. Missed the uh, missed the Rising Star Award. But the All Australian team's irrelevant because my one's better. We've got we've, we've got we've got we've got that later on yes, as well. Very keen. Yes, um, we will get to that. But geez, how how, how was it, Cat? How how was the awards night? You were mm. there. You were there last mm. night. Oh, I love I love the experience. Obviously, I did it last year too, but this year I was uh, not just invited as media, but invited as a guest, which was very nice and a, a huge accolade. I have to say, I did feel like a little bit of the the little fish among that big pond of all the uh, the the names around the table: Daniel Cherney and wow. Lucy Watkin and Sarah Black and Gemma Bastiani. Some big names in AFLW media there. So, so some big name dropping right there already. <laughs> um, no, I was. Look, I, I had had a look at it last night from from the uh, confines of my desk at, in my bedroom, and uh, look, I t- also as well. Can I just say, look, I know the best and worst on's got a lot of has got a lot of traction over the last mm. couple of years, but I think your segment, uh, best on pissed, w- got some rave reviews last year. Oh, I'm very keen. There were some good good contenders for that this year. I tell you what, <laughs> they were going once the uh, once the cameras were off and everybody was gone. That's when the party really started. Everyone kept it a bit more low key, but there were still some good contenders this we're year. We're not interested in sure. the flag contenders. We're interested in the best <laughs> on pissed contenders. That's Let's talk right. about the awards though, and yeah. I want to talk to you. Alex Miller, because you called this from before the season started. In our season previews, you said best and fairest, Batesy's winning it this year. Your favourite. She's been your your woman for the past couple of years, and this year mm. she finally received the all-time accolade. She is the AFLW best and fairest winner. Yeah, really well-deserved, Kat. I thought that you guys, as you mentioned, I, you know I'm a big fan of Batesy, and I think when I brought it up as the initial discussion, there wasn't a whole lot of pushback from you boys you said it's definitely an opportunity and a chance and mm-hmm. I, the reason I did have her was because Brisbane in my ladder prediction finished top so I only got one thing right there but I think that even with her playing probably the most consistent footy I've seen from her doc is what's impressed me we all know that she's a talented player particularly with her ball use I think's improved massively from last year to this year but I think that as Kat mentioned she's now stamped herself as like one of the best players in the comp and got the reward last night as being you know rated the best player through this year I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you've read the um oh sorry if you listened to her speech uh, after the yeah, uh, when she won it but she made a really a really good point because before this year she was she's always been a very good player but mm. she's been more sort of you know the the because uh, Brisbane are more of a role role player oriented yep. side there's no one star in that team before this year and that Batesy was just more more content to just do her bit for the team, and that's it. But now, like she's she's found that extra level, and we, I think mm. all of us can agree that there was a, a enormous upside for her to mm. really take her game up to another level. And I think she's definitely proved it in a lot of assets around the ground. She averaged career highs across the board in disposals, in clearances, in tackles, meters gained, mm. everything, everything that you everything that you can think of. I think yeah. she's she's bettered it this year. Well, that's what I want to ask you, Kat. Do you think that, as Doc mentioned there, do you think the thing for Bates has just been more opportunity in a bigger role? Because I think, 
as Doc mentioned there, she's been one of the most consistent and selfless role players, mm. I think, in Brisbane's success. But do you think now this year, just because she's been given more of a star opportunity, you would say? Do you think that's what's propelled her up? Yeah, I think so. I think we talked a bit, we talked a lot last year about, yeah, there's that different players standing mm. up every week for the Lions. And it was similar this year as well. But I think the midfield unit around her too looked even better. They've always been a strong midfield side, Brisbane, but we know that the back line, the forward line's always been definitely their strengths. But I think the midfield came up and matched it this year. You know, Ellie Anderson had a huge year too. She was unreal. And I think, you know, you look at O'Dwyer and Conway on the outside, take a bit of that pressure off the inside players because they've got someone to extract it to constantly. And I think it worked in Batesy's favour as well. I got to talk to her, obviously, after the, the, mm. the um, winning the award and in the press conference and... She gave a lot of credit to her midfield coach for really pushing her hard this year and the staff as well. She said she worked very, very hard on her fitness. So it was Dan- Daniel Webster was the midfield coach. Yeah, this Webster. Year, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. spoke very, very highly of him. Um, so clearly, yeah, lots she's of people at Brisbane have said really yeah. good things about him. I've, yeah. I've heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of reviews about him as well. Very, very good coach. I, I want to hear as well, Cat, what the count was like. Now, obviously, you <laughs> said obviously being there. What was the atmosphere like getting towards the end there? Uh, it was uh, d- the last round. I reckon once <laughs> Hatchard and Bates drew level, you could have cut the tension in there with a knife. <laughs> Everybody was going, "What is <laughs> the gloats are going on?" I, I know you and I, Cat. Um, as that was happening, we were texting back and forth about you know who who who, who did what in the um, the Adelaide St Kilda yeah, game because I looking because I, I told you that Batesy was going to get the three votes in the Dogs game because mm. she absolutely towed us uh, that day. Yeah, she had a great game in that one, but yeah, it was it was unreal. I wish the Crows girls could have been there because it yeah. would have been even better had they managed to be in the room. But um, no, it was awesome. I think just the count in general was obviously the best part of the night. I think I love it when the players from the the smaller teams who aren't expecting to get too many votes, the ones who didn't get as many wins, they all go off. The Saints table was having a great time. The North table even was going off. Too. I'll talk a bit more about them later when I get to best on. I think <laughs> best on the source. I think as well. Just quickly before we move on to the next award, I think with Batesy as well, boys. What or what in general we've seen from the AFLW best and fairest is that each year it is someone different, and it's showing the progression of the competition, the game, the players, mm. and everything. And that's what's most exciting about this because while Batesy's a gun, I guarantee that she probably won't win it next year, and we'll see mm. someone else step up and and go again and again it's going to be just the evolution and the progressive you know nature of the AFLW and that's what's been the most pleasing thing yeah, for definitely. me as as a fan but to people that are got into the the enjoying it this year and watching and year after year I just think that that's the best thing about it doc is that we are seeing new stars and players and faces of the competition emerge year after year I think it's interesting that the last th- three of the last four winners uh including the the double this mm. year uh, last year They've all they've all been there from the start. Yeah. So obviously mm. Batesy this year, uh, Davian uh, Bowers um, last year, Prisparkas probably the odd one out uh, in twenty twenty, but then twenty nineteen was Aaron Phillips. Phillips. So it, it's interesting. But these players that have been here from the start, they've found extra layers to their game, yeah. and I think that's been the one thing that's really impressed me just about the competition in general. And you said it, and you said it yourself, Miller. I think the um the continued development of these players, mm. it's it, it's going to be good. It, it's it's so good and. Everyone's saying like, oh, you know, the next generation of, of women footballers, they're, they're going to set, they're going to 
be the um the trendsetters going yeah. forward. But it's these players who've been from been here from the start. The staples, yeah. I was going to say that whole top ten really is mostly or the top five, especially. You know, they're all players that have been here from the start, Nordial, basically, yep. or, or quite nearly. Riddell, obviously, a couple of years in. Yeah, when she joined North, but yeah, Con- Conti came in. I think it was twenty seventeen draft. Mm. So yeah, twenty eighteen was her first season. So it's pretty amazing. Um, it is. It shows a progression, and it's fantastic. I'll just run through the vote getters quickly. Um, obviously, Batesy winning on twenty one, and Hatchard second on twenty. Uh, Hatchard and Marinov second and third, boys. That speaks to just how dominant those two were in the midfield throughout the whole year. That they could be pulling these votes off each other and still both take up the top three. Uh, it just speaks a lot about j- just the Adelaide midfield in general. I think I've said I've said it time and time again that these two. These two players play different styles of football. Mm. Obviously, Marinoff is the premier clearance winner and Hatchard mm. is the uh, the player that can do it on the inside but has really taken her outside yeah, game to another yeah. level. I mean, she averaged, I think she averaged about nearly seven marks this year. Yeah, it's so amazing. It, it, it's, it's absolutely remarkable. I know. I called her one of the most improved in the competition last year, Doc, and you, you gave me a little bit of a question mark because she'd already been one of the most improved the year before, but... Uh, this year again, Miller, yeah. she has found another level. She's gone from a, f- a great midfielder to an elite midfielder to a bona fide superstar player in the span of three seasons. And it's been that improvement you mm. can see on her year on year on year. It's ridiculous, isn't it? And I think it speaks to pretty much what I was saying, Kat, is that this is what you're going to see, the progression. Like mm. player like um, Charlie Robot, she's not going to win the best and fairest next year or the year after. But I reckon five years' time, you're going to see in terms of she's going to be absolutely a star before then, but mm. you can see players like that take it out. And I think as well, you talked about Riddell there briefly. You're a massive fan, Kat. But oh, I love her. Oh, we're all I, massive fans. I think that she was absolutely outstanding. Mm. The way I think she polled extremely well and could have done better. And as well, you talked about Brittany Benici before her injury. Yeah, jeez. I, I, I think that, like you said, before we went to air, she could have played a massive t- talking point in the top three if she was fit all year. Is she? Absolutely. She would have been a genuine chance of Did taking, she finish taking on, it was out. It 12 or 12 11? votes. 12, so yeah. give her a couple more best ons and she's cracking the top five there. Uh, so, um, I'll t- 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 tell you what, I reckon Hayley Miller was looking, was firming for a really good <laughs> a good win before um, she tapered away late. Before think, Turbo I came back. Cap put her on the ground in his team of the week since <laughs> they on the bench <laughs> for the first four, then nah, she might deserved, have deserved uh, fifth place for her as well. So Riddell fourth, Bowers sixth with 13, Blackburn, will, Lambert, Benici all equal on 12. I will say as well, Cat, it's so good to see Jasmine Garner poll more votes than four uh, <laughs> yes. this year. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. well deserved for her too. Um, um, Jazzy Garner, Moncotti, Tilly, Lucas, Rod, all on 11 as well. Well done to Lucas, Rod. Yeah, yeah, in a team that only won two games, 11 votes, massive from her. Yeah, how many votes did Emma Swanson end up getting? Because I think she ended up getting, what, maybe six or something in a team that only won one game? Six, I think so. So well done to both of them. I think give the Saints a bit of improvement. Lucas, Rod, if she keeps playing through the middle, she'll be yeah, polling a few more votes. Well, if Kirsty Lamb actually committed to St Kilda, then Lucas, Rod won't be getting that many votes <laughs> next year. <laughs> we'll touch on the Rising Star as well. Boys, Mumi Hill yes. took it out oh. by one vote. Um, our consensus was Charlie Rowbottom Miller, and she finished second by one. Stuffed up my predictions. Vote. I could have forty-three to forty-two or something like I that. I could have been flawless, Cat. <laughs> she, she, she can be rising star in your heart, Alex Miller. Yeah, well, as as we mentioned, I think that the thing that you've said, Doc, and Cat has as well, and I totally agree with both the, the discussion is that this is the best six games we've seen from you know Hill's career. She's been absolutely outstanding Amazing. and. While it's only six games and, you know, Robottom played, I think she played every game but one, or did she play every game? I think she played every game. Yeah. 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 So the only thing is, you know, that discrepancy. But again, 
the reason that Carlton were even a factor <laughs> is because of, you know. I think Hill. you take Robottom's six best games from this year and, and Hill's six best yeah. games from this year, and Hill probably does get the edge. Absolutely. And that's yeah. probably why I imagine yeah, that the panel fair. voted for her. Over. Not that she's not deserving. No, no absolutely uh, not. Absolutely not. I, I think it's a, it depends on depends on who you ask. Really, I think. If look, you ask anyone from Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> ask anyone from Carlton. Look, we're going to take them out of the equation. Um, but anybody and and the Gold Coast Gold Coast Suns fans will probably think Robottom deserved it. But look, Charlie's been magnificent. There's mm. no doubt about mm. that. Mimi Hill, as we as we've all said, I, I think, and we said off air, I think it was like she had to have she had to have had the best six games of her career to even come close to yep. winning the Rising Star Award, and she did. I mean, I think, and and even then, you look at where Carlton were before Mimi Hill came in. They mm-hmm. were just in all sorts. They couldn't 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 win. Couldn't buy a goal. Couldn't. They just lacked structure. You know, forward of the ball. Yep. And and ball movement. When Mimi Hill come, when Mimi Hill came back into the team, they gradually found that, and it's a yeah. big reason why they were actually been able to compete more in games and able to win more games. The offensive potency with her in the team is just a completely different cat. I think yeah. is the biggest thing. I, I think obviously Doc there mentioned ball movement, but I think attack wise, without Hill. They're a flat surface. Yeah, it's no pun I, I think her <laughs> the hill adds a bit of elevation. <laughs> her and Guerin, I think the second half of the year, yeah. moving through Very the cool. middle, really changed how Carlton looked, and I'm sure they'll be starting those two in the centre bounce every week. And Mimi doesn't mind a bit of I running on the outside no, no, too. No, it depends who's coaching next year. <laughs> they're, still, they're still a bit, they're still a bit edgy about um I, half. Of I will say, Alan McConnell was there last night. Um, obviously got his last rodeo, his last hurrah after being um. Sacked. Stepping down. Did he step down or was, was he sacked. was he sacked? I think he stepped down. Sacked. Yeah, look, st- step down is the correct terminology, but I reckon he was sacked. But it was good to see him there, um, and he got a special mention as well from Nicole Livingston to thank him for his service to the competition for the past That's five awesome. years. Yeah, so. th- yeah, thanks for doing five years of stuff all, uh, Al. <laughs> I mean, look, at the end of the day, he was still a big part of the Giants <laughs> and has been since their inception, so got to give him credits yeah. for, for uh, that. Yeah, no, I think we did give him a little bit of due um, <laughs> last week because he did help find that stability in the Giants team, you know, in the early in the early goings and, and whatnot. But, yeah, I think, look, considering where they are now, uh, yeah, I think they're better off finding somebody else. <laughs> we'll take a look at uh, the other awards. Mark and Goal of the Year yes. were given out as well. Talia Randall from North Melbourne taking out Mark of the Year. It was an absolute... Pack crasher, Miller. She was doing it all year. We said from round one she's going to kill someone eventually. She nearly killed her teammates from her from the sound of her speech. She said a few sore bodies at training and things like that. I tell you what, I want to say that Mark Cat on every single AFLW ad yes. leading up to the yes. pre- uh, to the new season because that is what this competition is about. Absolutely great marks like that and. Really well deserved. I, I couldn't think of a better one than that, Doc. No, I, I, th- I reckon I reckon that's pretty much spot on. The uh, the mark of the year. Feels feels like oh geez I've, I've, I feel like a broken record saying it but Talia Randall as a key forward just feels good yeah like because she does. just flies at everything that comes her way and even if even if it does kill somebody eventually <laughs> I, I I still encourage her to do it because that 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 could that could help set up a that can help set up a game mm. and 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 look if Norse ball movement forward of the uh, forward of the forward of center picks up next season. She she could be all Australian, really. Yeah. I, I really think she can. And that's what we spoke about, Doc, when we're talking about North me and you a couple of weeks back where um we were saying that the the lack of the key forward is is what they're gonna have to look at in the off season. But if she's flying every week, that's what they're gonna need. That's yeah. exactly what they need, so I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Goal of the year from one of our absolute <laughs> favourites, of course, Doc. You love her, we talk about her it seems like every week. F Santonio. Oh. 
With, they could have chosen any one of her goals from that round one game, honestly, but I'm glad they chose the one that they did. I picked any goal she kicked this year. She the was ba- unreal. Yeah, I know. She, the just bouncer from the boundary line. Yeah. Could have gone the one uh, against your mob uh, in, in the dying minutes. I thought she was going to jump over the fence into the crowd when she kicked that goal. <laughs> she, was, she was that up and about and so bloody right. That was an amazing goal, Cap. Yeah, oh, it was fantastic. I mean... Hayley Miller called her a human highlights reel and she's not wrong. No, I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I feel like... Oh, she, she's just been magnificent. Mm. I'm surprised she didn't get all Australian this year. Very, s- very stiff. Very, very stiff because she's been so good, Ebony Antonio, playing in a multitude of roles. She play player in the play on the forward line. She gives you you know a, a spectacular goal every week. Play on the wing. She's getting about twenty touches a week. Yeah. Uh, so and we see her at the start at the start of the, at the start of her career. She was playing as a key defender and and very very well too. Might I add? Yeah, it's the thing that we talked about. I think boys is when we're talking about. What Freo need is versatility, and that's what you know she's been a staple of since she's been playing. Yeah, so that's it's also good to see her be able to play in roles where she can have the most impact because her backline is nice and settled now. Um, so she's probably most dangerous forward. Yes, yeah, you, you want. I think that's where you want her <laughs> for sure. Well, you don't need her on the the bloody wing when you've got Steph Kane and Ellie Runnels doing their yeah, thing. Very cool there as well. But no, very well deserving winners yeah. there as well. I was going to say I thought Bannon was very stiff not to win that. She literally yeah. started her run from inside the defensive fifty. And it, it sort of reminded me of Matt White's goal of the year a, few, uh, yes. a while ago. Oh, Where, Matty White. And is that a port? Yeah, that was what that was a port. Say he wouldn't have done something that good. That was a port when he um <laughs> when he, when he stole it from Marcus Bonapelli. But and it, but I thought the way that she was able to run and sprint and still bounce the ball and keep it up, you see a lot of the AFLW yeah. players botch that. And the fact that she did it at full pace, that should uh, that certainly in any other year, I think that would have won. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. But no, look, f- f- well done to Epps on, 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 a, on a goal of the year. We'll uh, touch on the Australian team too. We'll do yours a little bit later, Doc, but yes. here is the official... My, my one's better. The official Australian team from the night, starting from the back line, Ruby Schleicher. Uh, Sarah Jones had an interesting time trying to pronounce her name throughout the night. <laughs> Livy, <laughs> Livy Schleicher. Schleicher. Better than schnitzel. <laughs> Livy Birch, Sarah Allen, Nat Grider, Emma Carney. Not many arguments from me in the back line, boys. It was a very, very strong group down there. Carney captain as well. Yes, yeah. the only player to be named in every All-Australian team so far in the AFLW, boys. An outstanding effort from her. Yeah, oh, look, I'm, I'm a, I've been a bit indifferent about Carney's season, to be honest. Um, I think she had her highs and her lows. Had her, definitely had her moments across the half-back line, but yeah, definitely had her, had her lows as well. Not, not not the most efficient user by foot off the back line, I think. Mm. Is it safe to say Sarah Allen is the best key defender of the current competition, yep. Miller? She's been... Probably the best. I saw someone say she's been the best of this era yeah. of AFLW, and I think I'd be inclined to agree with her. how many accolades she has at just 24 years old. I think the amount that me, uh, you, and Doc talk about her is just <laughs> should speak to how consistent she is. And that's that's a great call there, Kat, I think. Definitely the most consistent over the current AFLW period. Mm. Um, but I think the thing with Alan is that she, one, is obviously very rarely beaten Doc, but... If she does, that's not happening again for the rest of the game. I think she takes stuff like that very personally. Oh, yeah. And when, if she makes a mistake and she goes in the quarter time, half time, whatever, she'll come out and she'll say, right, I'm not letting that happen again. And that's what makes her so well driven and um, a really great, great selection there. Can I just say on Sarah Allen as well, the one thing that I think nobody talks about is that the fact that she's so quick mm-hmm. and that she's able to close down the yeah. opposition, you know, at, at the drop of a hat. Yep. She did it, did it on the weekend. Uh, I think it was against Gemma Houghton. Uh, Houghton, was, Houghton, we know, is a very good, quick player. But Alan just chased it down like it, like it was nothing. Yeah. 
and and she's done it a couple of times over this year as well. And that's that's what I love about her. She's just so competitive, and she's got those athletic traits to be a very very elite defensive stopper. And there's a big reason why she is I consider the the best key defender in the cup. Yeah, I rate that call, boys. We'll get into the midfield as well. Some stars in here. Lauren Pierce in the ruck. Uh, I said it a couple of weeks ago. She had to be the All-Australian ruck, and she definitely is. Ebony Marinov, Ashra Dell in the middle of the ground. Uh, Emily Bates, of course. You can't have the best and fairest not in the All-Australian team. And on the wings, Anne Hatchard and Orla O'Dwyer. All of boys. What can I say? I've campaigned <laughs> for her for the past three years. She's one of my absolute favourites. Is this her first one? Yep. Yes, first yep. All-Australian yep. after coming second in the, the Lions BNF last year. She was outstanding. I said at the start of the year, boys, once she starts hitting the scoreboard, she's going to start yep. getting those accolades, and she did just that. There it is. Great there show. it is. Great call from you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look, she's been absolutely magnificent. We've said it the last couple of weeks, best winger in, best winger in the comp at the moment. Oh, yep. so. And, uh, oh, look, good to see Anne Hatchard get recognised. not sure if the wing – I don't know how often she's spent in the wing. She spent a lot of time around the stoppages, but mm. but considering what her numbers are, I mean, she doesn't average a lot of clearances. She averages a lot of marks and yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of disposals and contested possessions are pretty pretty fifty fifty. Oh, look, you can certainly do worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think it's good selection in there. In the forward line, Haley Miller, the vice captain, the super skipper. I would have given her the captaincy for this year, but Carney just yeah, oh, I, sure. I, I, I certainly would have. Freya <laughs> went longer in the finals than North did. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Brennan, Daisy Pierce, Ash Woodland, of course, the leading goal kicker, and Taylor Harris. A couple of ones. I would have loved to see Greta Bodie in here, Miller. I think she is the pinnacle of half forward flankers and. Hayley Miller, while I like her being in the team, if you had to put her in there not as a midfielder, yeah. put her on the bench, not in the forward line. <laughs> oh, we wouldn't expect, wouldn't expect I would have had her starting. You, I would have had her starting in the Katie midfield. Brennan to be in the team? Yeah, I think I think she was very consistent I, this year. Yeah, she was very very consistent. But between her and Cora Staunton, yeah, I was just saying, I felt like I think hmm. I look. Oh, get to my Cor- Cora's patchier than Brennan is. Brennan's a more consistent player. Yeah, I would she, say she was very consistent. I suppose. Yeah. I'll get to my oh, well. get get to my old Australian team. Who's on the bench here, Cap? And we've got Jazzy Garner, Jamie Lambert, Monique Conti, Kirsty Lamb, and Karen Harrington. Why rounding have we out gone four midfielders in the bench again? Because no forwards, no Bree Moody. I would have loved seeing here, boys. Yeah. Bree Moody should have been in this team. Conway, um, I would have had on because get more versatility than just four mids. Get a winger in yeah, there. Get a winger. The I mean, good, good to see Kez in the team. Yes. I thought she deserved a spot. Well, yes, well-deserved yeah, by Kez. Very, very and, and, and great to see Kirsty Lamb in there. I know, look, four midfielders is, is too much, but great to see Kirsty Lamb recognised for such a great year because yeah. she's been... Oh, look, her trajectory as a midfielder over the last two seasons has been tremendous. Yeah. It's hard. There's not many... If there's anyone, the first drop out of this team for me is probably Mon Conti, I yep. think, of these players. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Considering where we finished, there's just better midfielders above her, mm. I would say. Yeah. I think Lambert, I think, deserves to be in there. Lamb had a fantastic year. Jazzy Garner, I would have had starting on the grounds, not on the bench. Um, but it's it's hard it's hard to ground. make because I don't think any of the forwards you can't really shift no. out for for Bodie as much as I would have loved for her to be in there. Or, or Epps as well. She definitely deserved a look in, but... Um, there's always going to be a few that miss out, boys. I think it's a good team. It's a really, really solid team. Would you, would, well you ha- would you would you have Maddie McMahon in there at some uh, yeah. in there somewhere? She'd be a consideration, but similarly, I don't know who you knock out of the back line. I'd take Carney out. Yeah, I know Quietly. you would take Carney out, <laughs> but I think she deserves the spot there, Doc. 
Um, but that is all the awards from the night, I believe. So it's time for the boys to start giving their own awards. This is everybody's favourite part of the show, My favourite part, because I just get to sit and absorb like a sponge <laughs> the beautiful content that you two guys produce here. Alex Doherty, we've been doing this for the past few years now. It is always a hit. We've got your best and worst dressed from the night. Start Maybe start us off with a bit of positivity, Doc. We'll start with the best dressed because... <laughs> the best dressed? The worst is probably going to get hairy. I want to know, who did you have in your top in your, your three votes? Um, look, I'll, I'll, start with some, I'll, look, I'll start with a couple of honourable mentions because a lot of, lot of players looked really, really nice last night. Um, yes, credit to the whole, the whole mob. Obviously, fantastic. Uh, everybody's scrubbing up very, very well. Couple of in, a couple of ineligibilities uh, <laughs> due to uh, wearing the same dress. Oh no! Uh, and Fashion I, disasters. And I, and I start with I start with your favourite Ola or Dwyer cat. Oh, Ola, if, yes. If Jamie Stan had not rocked up with the same hot pink dress, she would she might have got a vote. They can't even coordinate from the same state, Doc. You'd oh. think you'd think the <laughs> sons yeah, of the yeah, Lions girls say. would be chatting and saying, yeah. "What are you What are you wearing?" Oh, look, we need need, need to have a chat to our um, to our player Stanto. <laughs> uh, not, that, that's that's not on. Oh. Uh, Poor but, effort, uh, poor effort. And also Talia Randall, uh, who admittedly confessed as she accepted her uh, mark of the year um, <laughs> last night that somebody else wore the same dress. I can't see, I can't find a yeah. photo of it. I don't know who it was. I, no, she would have been right up in contention there, oh, surely too. She looked lovely, Talia. I would have been, yeah. would, would have been right in the mix. But, um, yeah, I couldn't find either who it was. No, but um, you know, you confess, so you drop out. Sorry, <laughs> so, sorry, Talia. Um, how how good was Batesy looking um, last night? Very nice. Even in the better gold. with the metal around her neck. Oh, yes. even better. My my slight knock was the tan. Too much tan. <laughs> That's the tough spot though. Yeah. Tell tell Sarah Allen to learn a thing or two, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I think I, no. Look, the the pale the pale white skin is Sarah Allen's go. Like, it, it, it's almost like a trademark. She um, doesn't she doesn't do well in the sun. No, nah, no, nah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Nat Grider as well, Cat. Yes, um, looked oh, very nice. Looked very good. I, I, I'm a big fan of the um, of the green heels, mm. the green heels and the black dress. That, that's a nice. That's a nice combo. Yes, she's very classy. Nat looked very nice. Um, a lot of lot of players wearing the red dress. You know, I'm a big advocate of, of players that wear the red dress. Ellie Blackburn, top of the top of the pile. Yeah. Um, as well, Celine Moody wore a nice red dress. Uh, a Keck a Keck short mm-hmm. looked very very lovely. Um, Ooh, she must be right up in there, close and, to the votes, Doc. And, and and Georgia Garnett as well. I saw w- with the red dress looked very nice. Um, and one last one. Oh, I can't go without uh, touching one of my favourites, Shelley Heath. Yes, yes, Shelley, with, with the gold. rose gold dress, <laughs> looked like looked like it was looked like it was her first prom night, and uh, <laughs> you, you know what? I'm all about it. I absolutely love it. Um, so, at least the votes now, boys. Alrighty, um, give us your one one vote. One vote goes to Saints captain Hannah yes. Priest. Oh, yeah. Priesty, wearing wearing the electric blue dress. Not 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 an easy look to pull off. Tough color to pull off. Very very tough color. <laughs> I guarantee to pull off. You I would not look anything decent. <laughs> I'm not, sure, blue. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'd look good in electric blue. I mean, I think royal blue suits me just fine. Not pulling out the electric blue button ups anytime soon, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Two votes goes to the Brisbane pair. Of Zimmy and Jesse Wardlaw. Yes, yes. I, like I tell you what, those two stumping down the runway in their their jackets and the sunnies. The the sunnies, the two piece suits, <laughs> the 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 bralette as well. That's a, that's a look that's in it at the moment, Cat. They, uh, they uh, were pulling it off those two. They certainly were. And uh, tell you what, how good was Jesse Wardlaw looking last night? Is yes. it one of those one of those boss looks? Like I don't give a <laughs> shit what you think about me. Looks, I think it's great. She went up to Craig and said, "I'm coaching the team next year." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, just give her the shoes, um, <laughs> and the three votes, boys, goes to Sarah Rowe from Collingwood. Yes, Rowey. Now talk about dre- talk about colours that are hard to pull off. The green dress 
is is one of the is one of the hardest ones to look to to pull off. But she does it magnificently. Well, so who better to pull off green than an Irish woman? Yeah, doc? the Irish woman. The Irish woman looked really really good last night. Just makes sense. They they, they, they come they're coming out to steal the red carpet. Yeah, <laughs> um, bring it home with them for Gaelic season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Yeah, Ro, Ro can go home and tell everybody that uh, she took out Doc's uh, best best on. <laughs> well, actually, I had a chat to um, Ruby Schleicher on the red carpet boys, and she said she's she's to go on another trip with Rowie to to Ireland to visit the homeland. Uh, so that the Rat Pack's having a trip a trip over to Ireland. Jeez, I tell you what, that that that'd be a good movie, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I followed them along a docu a documentary short, type short film going on here. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Can I also just say as well, uh, another special mention to Taylor Harris, who I, who, mm. who I think pulls off some really good looks year yep. in, year out. And the, and the dark green velvet dress this year is just no exception. She's consistent on she, the carpet. That's <laughs> what you need. I, 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 look, consistent on field this if, year. If you're going to be in fashion, cat, got to be consistent. You can't be <laughs> looking it. immaculate one year and then looking like you know me the other years. Uh, Not so immaculate. Me at home on a on a Sunday night in my in my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, oh, some really good ones. But with the good, <laughs> yes, comes some, the bad. There's some bad ones, and geez, we have some, we have had some corkers uh, this year. Um, Here we go. And some honourable mentions here. Uh, the first one, and I'm going to go first cab of the rank to the top of the table. Uh, Gil's wife in the leopard dress. What in the hell is that? I it was I a rap music I, video. I, 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 I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I had this same sort of issue last year with Chelsea Randall who yes. wore oh, the leopard dear. print dress. It's not in. It's it hasn't been in for nearly 20 years. Stop it. It's not in since the leopard was skinned. <laughs> oh no, that is shocking. And, and speaking of repeat offenders, Aaron Phillips again <laughs> wearing the dress and the sneakers. Now, what are you doing, re- Flipper? Cat's got a real issue with this. What are you doing? Well, it, it's a big issue. Like, I told it, it, I told you boys last night. It's a red carpet. Should they have a, a door person like at a nightclub? Can't come in with trainers. <laughs> take them, oh, take, take them off. Get some proper ones on. I, on. Look, I understand the notion of you know. Okay, look, none of us wear heels. God forbid. Um, but <laughs> but uh, but many people I know that, yeah, that dress so, dress shoes. Yeah, you know, sneakers are not dress are not dress than, shoes. Yeah. Look, if no. you, look, if if you're going to turn up, yeah, bring them. Oh, look, and and you don't want to wear heels. That's fine. You know, either bring a spare pair or just not turn up flat out when you're done. Um, also, oh, we've got oh, some men, many, many here. Um, Pepper Randall was very stiff not to get the votes because oh. that was a very, very hideous that get uh, up two two piece suit, pink patterns. The um, look, the shoes are fine because it's a two piece suit. She's um, a character, Pepper, but and and, seriously. The, and the skivvy, it's the skivvy that does it for me, cat. <laughs> That's what I had to describe. It's like yeah, she put a pair of pajamas on over a skivvy. <laughs> it looked like. <laughs> Dead set. Oh, and spe- speaking of uh, and speaking of uh, the dress and runners, Mariana Radchich was it was another one. Uh, it, it must be an issue over there at Adelaide. Um, yeah, they're, they're not doing well. No, nah, uh, they're not doing well. We um, didn't mention a good one in the honourable mentions for the uh, the best on doc. Ebony Marinov, I thought in the oh, yes, the I olive did. green looked very very nice. Oh yeah, I did have a, I did have it written down here. Sorry, Ebony. Yes. Um, <laughs> While we're talking about the Adelaide girls, um, th- yeah, no, that was a really good dress. Um, uh, who, who, oh, okay. I've got, I've got a, This one's a, a special mention for my partner because she, she's actually done some work with Tyler Hanks over the last, <laughs> over the last year and a bit. Oh, she didn't make it into the votes. Jeez, didn't make it into the votes. But I, and I will quote her on this. She, my partner has has dressed better than that going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it, what has she had? It was a very casual get up from Tyler. V- it was a very boring black two piece suit with a white with with a white top underneath and and just like leather shoes. It's that's not that's not original. It's like she's going to a job interview, not a red carpet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like she's almost going to work. It's not bloody red carpet worthy. 
<laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Miller's gone over there. A um, couple of the uh, ugly yellow dresses. Emma Carney, n- n- very stiff not to get in the votes. And as well, Darcy Vessio. I don't care who you are. Yellow just doesn't work. I was going to say, no one can wear yellow. Yeah, no. We know we know you're a superstar, Darcy, but pull your head in. Um. <laughs> get it together. A few of the Cats girls were, were, uh, were pretty ordinary. Crockett Grills and the light blue dress just didn't work. No. Um, Renee Karras with the, uh, with the Nana's shower curtain dress. Because <laughs> um, this is any honourable mentions. I wonder who's getting yeah, the votes, the votes. These uh, are all... I was stiff on all of these. But. And, and, and Becky Webster with the, uh, the, the, weird, the weird cut uh, across the chest. I, I don't understand what's going on with this. Like she, like she's put in like cut up triangles or something, <laughs> and also one last one, Cody Jack with the lime green dress that just needs to get out. Ma- matches her talent, I think, on the yeah. football field. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, so Jeez. now it, it leads to the votes. It leads to the votes, um, and my one vote goes to a Bulldogs player, uh, and, and it hurts. Goes to Bonnie too. Oh yes, Bonnie, the oversized bloody pajamas, oversized light blue satin. Satin pattern, uh, satin. What do you call it? Uh, it looked. It looked about. I think I described it. Looked like she went into her parents' wardrobe, doc, and <laughs> like a little kid wears the baggy clothes. That the sleeves are going past. They've got the arms are halfway up the sleeves, and <laughs> the pants are dragging on the ground. That's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who she's trying to fool there, but it's uh, it's it's terrible. Um, if 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 that's what if that's what Essendon are going to go with uh, next year, cat. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, notice, notice that they had Kirsty and Ellie say they were staying on, but not a peep out of Bonnie. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, uh, no, no, get, you know, I'll, I'll ship her off on, on that dress sense. Two votes goes to a player that's uh, in the grand final on the weekend. Goes to Kate Hall. Oh, no. Now, there's many, many issues with this. First one is the dress sneaker combo. Again. 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 Uh, the colour of the dress is a very, very light pink. Uh, very, very poor. But it's not even, that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is that it's not even ironed. It, it, it's so many <laughs> creases in the dress. It's like she—it's even ironed. It, it's like she just picked it out from the bottom of her wardrobe. It's scrumpled up, and she said, oh, okay, that'll do. What are the odds on she forgot the event was on, Doc, and <laughs> forgot to iron, forgot to buy a dress, forgot to get shoes, so just pulled, to something, pulled something together <laughs> yeah, at the li- last second? It's literally one of those last-minute last homework jobs. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. And the three votes. Here we go. This this one took some doing, and it actually came to me late last night as I was scaring through the internet. But this was just too bad to ignore, and it goes to another Bulldogs player. Oh no, Nell Morris Dalton. Oh Nell. Oh this. I is love a Nell. I absolutely love Nell, and there's no and I love her unique individual person personality. She's just a like like Pepper Randall. She's like she's her own woman, and and I love that for her. But that but. outfit that <laughs> outfit just doesn't work. She committed crimes against footwear, Doc, by wearing <laughs> slides, slides onto the red carpet. Slides on the red carpet. You can't do that. You can't do that. You cannot do it. We will and, not and, and, the, and the dress was awful as well. It's like she, it's like she took it, took the, took it out of, um, out of the set of SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> and said, "That's it. Uh, I'll, I'll take that." Oh, she thought she was going to Bikini Bottom, not the <laughs> W Awards. Oh no! <laughs> oh, like, oh, no! Uh, like I love you, Nell. But that's just that's woeful. It's dreadful. Oh, fantastic work from you, oh. Alex Doherty. We yeah. love this segment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just hope I don't uh, I don't lose any of the players because <laughs> look I love I look I just love what they bring to the table on field week in week out. But some of their dress sense is just not on. How'd you like it this year, Miller? <sighs> it's 
as good as every year, Kat. <laughs> as exciting as every year from you, Doc. Let's get on to repeat segment from last year because it was just received he, he, brilliantly. He, here's, here's a segment that I think is going to get much, much traction. Yes. Received brilliantly from you boys and our audience last year, and that is the best on piss. Oh, yes. Last year, last year was some real good ones. I mean, I was a big yeah. fan of Gil. If you didn't catch it last year, um, <laughs> I was taking a look, paying attention to who was getting on the beverages nice and early throughout the night, and who was getting a bit rowdy, who was getting up and about. So uh, we're doing it again uh, this year. I, I can I can see one 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 coach is going to be re- red hot up here. <laughs> some honourable mentions to a couple of the tables: the Saints table, very very loud, uh, constantly. They were outstanding. Geez, they were getting up for Tilly, weren't they? They were putting in good shift, very very good shift. Uh, Another honourable mention to Ruby Schleicher, who, <laughs> upon talking to her at the red carpet, I'm not convinced she hadn't already had three or four wines before oh. she rocked up. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw the red carpet segment with uh, Ellie Blackburn and Bonnie Toogood last night. And, uh, oh, jeez, I tell you what, has, has, doesn't she have something to say when she's had a couple? <laughs> uh, but let's get into the votes, boys. One vote goes to the Gold Coast Suns table. The whole table gets the a vote table. here. <laughs> Good I couldn't just choose one because they were all getting very, very rowdy. Stano, oh. Stano Charlie Rowbottom, um, Jade Pagelli, they were all up and about constantly throughout the night. You should have heard them when Daisy Darcy got a vote. I don't think I've heard. I think they were louder than the uh, the Melbourne girls singing the song on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they were over the moon for it. her. Oh. And well-deserved vote, but yes, a few, quite a few drinks being ordered to that table. I definitely saw a few refills of the wine glasses for the Suns girls. Any 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 any, any big offenders? What was, what was Stanto doing? Well, I think Stanto was having a good night, that's for sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no one no one wobbly on their feet. I think they might have been a bit wobbly after the awards ended, though, and oh. they started down in a few cocktails and things like that, though. Did you, did, sure. you, did you hang around af- after the awards? Or did, or was I didn't. I got my interviews and headed off. I'll say I'll say a, um, an honourable mention to Mimi Hill, too, who I'm definitely sure had a couple of beverages oh, before, before my red carpet interview with her afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, two votes goes to not a player, but a guest of a player. Oh. He's a regular at these events. He always gets brought along. It's the first time I've seen him around, though, and that is Jazzy Garner's brother. Oh. Now, she brings him along to every awards night, um, and he is a serial offender. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon right, I saw more, more beers in that man's hand than anyone else throughout the night, <laughs> and I t- every time Jazzy got a vote, you'd see him jumping up off the table. More, more beers in his hand than Alex Miller on a Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> he was jumping up off the table constantly. He was going, <laughs> Ash Riddell got a vote, Jenna Bruton got a vote. This man was going absolutely wild. I, I, I reckon that man came up with his own drinking game. That's what, that's what <laughs> I, you I need him for. So. A family, a bit of hype. He's going here. Ooh, Ashradell. <laughs> ooh, Jazzy Yada. <laughs> you know what? I did hear that. I did hear that last night as I was watching the votes. I was like, who's that? Who's that cocky? There you go. Jazzy Gardner's brother. He was bringing the excitement to the room. I loved oh, what he had to offer, that, that man. Is, that is very good. Very I didn't have, didn't have a beverage with him, but I, if I'm there next year, I'll track him down and we <laughs> will have a beer together. I'll tell you what, we, we've all got to get down. Is, is there any way we can actually get into the award? Night. Got to knock on wood, I think. We've we, we got, got, got to try and schmooze with Nicole Livingston, <laughs> even after I've talked this much rubbish about it for so long. Pray to the AFL. Now, um, three votes, boys. Oh, it was go. obvious. It was always going to happen. It's as soon as as soon as the moment happened, as soon as the shoe came off, we all <laughs> knew this man was getting locked in for three votes, and that is Craig Starsvich, boys. Yes. He yes. was playing it pretty low key through I the night. Say, I felt like he was bubbling, al- bubbling along, cat. Yeah, I think I saw <laughs> I saw the face getting redder and redder though before the actual announcement of the award, and I think oh. Stars was enjoying his wines. 
But then, of course, the moment came when Emily Bates went up to the podium to accept her award and she said, Stas promised to do a shoey if, if I won. And uh, we cut to Stasi <laughs> untying his shoe, gets it out, steals Jade Ellinger's champagne, just pours it into the shoe and he just goes to town on it. And, uh, we have not seen a better moment at an awards night, at a Brownlow at a W Awards ever. This what? is this is Top and Clarko falling asleep. This is a whole new <laughs> level. It's pretty close with uh, Favola. <laughs> it oh. is pretty close with Chicken Wing. It is pretty close. The pressure point. The pressure point. Um, but that man has set a whole new standard for people on the piss at the yeah, awards nights now. I'll tell you what, the men, the men have got to back up something magnificent. If I'm September. not seeing Simon Badloss doing a, a shoey at this year's Brownlow for, for Christian Matraka or or Bevo for Bont or... I, I, reckon the, I reckon the best we've seen from from the men's coaches was Bevo punching up Damien Barrett. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best, yeah. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> but uh, fantastic effort from Stars to earn himself the three votes. Like I said, he's set a whole new standard. That's how he, he's gotten six votes. He might as well have pulled them it's all. Nice off. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And can I just say as well for anybody? Look, I'm I'm gonna be a big I'm I'm gonna be big staunch on this. This is gonna be a big theme this year for the A3 podcast. Yes. Doc versus the Fun Police. <laughs> if I see anybody, and I mean anybody, Caro, Kane, Corns, any cockhead in the media yeah. that that has a go at Craig Stars, which we're trying to steal thunder or do or or setting an un- unacceptable standard. I'm I'm literally prepared to go. I'm literally <laughs> He's prepared. ready. I'm literally prepared to uh, exchange gloves, exchange hands. <laughs> oh, the man was Pro- celebrating. Probably throw myself in prison for it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm but I've I've had enough with these idiots in the media yeah. who are just sort of who are just taking away the fun. Uh, it's it's just human nature. Like you know, everyone's out there. We're having a good time. Mm, he yeah. was, and Stars was having a wonderful time, and I'm very, very happy we got that iconic moment. I, I, I reckon the Brisbane girls were having a, having a fun time. All the, all oh, I reckon and, him on. All, all, all and Jade Ellinger, I reckon, a serial pest <laughs> on the piss. <laughs> I could definitely believe that, Doc. I think that would have been front of the line for the post-awards beverages. <laughs> but we've got <laughs> one last awards of our own to give out, and that is Alex Doherty's All-Australian team. Oh, yes, that's it. It will differ a little bit from the current named All-Australian team. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of crossover, but... It's better. We've got, it is better, of course. So, Doc, run us through your Australian team before we talk a bit about this weekend and the big, big game, the grand final coming up. So, we're going to start from the backs. And, look, I, I, th- I think I think they all speak for themselves. At the uh, they all speak for themselves. I've had, I've got Libby Birch, uh, a, a great year, tremendous one-on-one. Yep. I don't think she, she's hardly lost a one-on-one, I think, mm. this year. Uh, averages 5.6 intercept possessions, uh, 2.9 marks, 2.3 rebound 50s. Sarah Allen, we touched on earlier, best key forward in the comp. Very, you, you couldn't couldn't find a couldn't find a better key key, uh, key defender in the game. Sorry, um, five point four intercept possessions, two point eight rebound fifties a game. Hard to beat in a one on one. Yeah, absolutely. Ruby Slicer, her last month, boys, averaged twenty four disposals, nine intercept possessions, five point five marks, oh. three hundred sixty four meters gained. That's in the last month of footy. Came home like a house on fire. And over, overall average 7.2 intercept possessions, 3.7 rebound 50s, 18 touches, five marks. Jeez. Brilliant year from her. Karen Harrington I've got at centre-half back, boys. Yep, I like that. 14.3 disposals, 3.5 marks, 4.1 intercept possessions, and 3.1 rebound 50s. And rounding out the, the defensive five, I've got Nat Grider. Very, yes. very hard not to not to put her in this team, especially with Kate Luckins going down. Yeah. I thought she stepped up really, really well. Yep. Thirteen point eight disposals, seven point three intercept possessions, three marks a game. Absolute pillar. So the change from the AFLW official team was Emma Carney Car- out. Carney out. Kez in. Kez in. And I've got a defensive player on the bench, so stay tuned for that. Oh, hello. 
the midfielders, we're going to start at Ruck. And there's yeah. no no better Ruck than Lauren Pierce at the moment, yep. boys. Well, yes. 13.9 hit outs. Not the hit outs I'm worried about. It's a clearance work. It's a, it's a contested possession work. 13.5 disposals, 5.1 clearances. Also average 4.1 instant possessions per game. And, and nearly wow. three score involvement. So she's doing a lot around the ground. Mm. I think doing more around the ground than, than when she is uh, at the ruck. Starting the guts, we've got to start. We've got to start with Emily Bates, boys, because she is the the, the league best and fairest. Twenty one point nine disposals, eleven point two contested possessions, three hundred and fifteen meters gained, mm. five point six clearances, seven point one tackles, four point one inside fifties, and three point three score involvements. Career highs across the board this year. Wow. Ebony Marinoff from Adelaide, just averaged just under 400 metres gained this year, 24.5 disposals, 10.4 contested possessions, 4.2 clearances, 3.9 marks, 7.3 tackles, and 4.5 inside 50s. It was hard. Yeah, top three in the BNF for a reason, boys. Yeah, you got to have her in there. Oh. And rounding out the guts, I've got Ash Riddell. Very hard not to leave her out because she led everyone in disposal this year. 20, 29.3 disposals, as well as 362 metres gained. 5.1 clearances, 12.4 contest possessions, 3.7 marks, 3.9 tackles, 3.6 inside 50s per game. We love that. On my wings. Well, we've got to start We've got to start with Ola Dwyer, right? Because <laughs> she is the number one winger in the comp for yes, a reason. Yes, 14.4 disposals, 6.5 contest possessions, 325 metres gained, 4.2 tackles, 3.5 score involvements, 3.9 inside 50s, and six goals for this year. Wow. Talk about hitting the scoreboard. She's hitting the scoreboard at least once a game. Yep, love that, Doc. On the other wing, it was really hard because there was quite a few wingers you could you could pick you could have picked mm. from, but I've gone with Eloise Jones, boys. I yes, like yep. uh, it, oh, I'm huge on that. Uh, look, if Sophie Conway had a w- w- had a good start to the year, she probably would have she would probably would have got this spot. But I thought Jones was consistent was more consistent with her actions uh, throughout the season. Average fourteen point eight disposals, three point three marks. 2.7 inside 50s, 3.1 score involvements, and 4.2 intercept possessions. And I think it's her, her skill that separates uh, a lot of wingers in the comp. So we're going down to the forward line, boys. We're going to start with... Oh, hang on. Who is, who is different from your, obviously, EJ coming in for Hatchard on the wing? Yep. Um, well, I, th- I think that was it. The really. only difference. So we've got one, two differences so far to the main team on and, the field. And let's, have, let's have a look. Um, yeah, well, well, yeah, well, Ash Riddell, Ebony Marinoff, Emily Bates, they're all in the middle in the yeah, Australian team. Oh, yeah. He's fairly <laughs> happy so far. Some minor edits. Yeah, no, some minor edits. You know, but this is, this is where it gets interesting, boys, because we're going to the forward line. And we're going to start with a player that didn't get nom- that didn't get picked in the team. Greta Bodie. <sighs> oh, yes. I'm all about that, Doc. Be- best forward in Brisbane's team by far this year. Yep. And averaged 4.3 score involvements, 11.5 disposals, 2.6 marks, 3.3 tackles, nearly a goal assist per game, and kicked 13-11. That's pretty bloody good. I I look. She kicks thirteen goals. Thirteen I didn't goals. Bloody hell! Had a good year. Very good. Set a half forward. None better than Taylor Harris, boys. No. Uh, led the competition in contested marks. Average two point two contested marks per game. Three point nine score involvement. Second to Ash Woodland in the in the in the goal kicking with eighteen eleven, but also averaged five point six contested possessions. Um, and from eight point four disposals, That's so pretty bloody good. So she's she, she's doing she's doing she's doing things. She was doing things this year. On the other half forward line, uh, the other half forward position, I've gone to the player who was in the worst ons, Kate Hoare. I thought Kate Hoare had a really good year, and yeah. it it was a tough year for the small mid forwards because they s- were sort of neither here nor there. Mm. But Kate Hoare was very good. Averaged four score involvements per game. Kicked eleven eleven. 
So if she, even if she kicked a, a little bit straighter, she would have she would have been a lock in this team. Yep. But the fact that she hit the scoreboard so frequently this year, and helped set up uh you know the, the forwards around her, I thought I thought it it should it should be rewarded. I thought and and was in the squad of forty. So I think she had a very good year. Going deep, we're going to go with uh, Daisy Pierce, uh, in uh, another Melbourne player. Got to be. Kick thirteen seven, average ten point four disposals. I thought. Oh, uh, before that Freo game where she kicked five, I was I, th- I thought she was in real jeopardy of losing mm. a spot for good, but c- and not only because she wasn't hitting the scoreboard, but because she was playing in another in, in quite a few other positions. But she, that five goal game sort of out, sort of just k- locked her into that team, I think. And of course, we can't go without Ashley Woodland, the leading goal kicker of the year. Twenty one crime if she wasn't in there, doc. Twenty one <laughs> goals, eight. Averaged eight point nine disposals, two point nine tackles, three point nine score involvements. Only didn't average a contested mark, zero point seven contested marks per game. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. She was very much a player who either floated out the back and or won her one on ones pretty well. I think. So you say she's lazy? I'm not saying she's lazy. I'm saying she did the work before the ball yeah, got there. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think no. Look, definitely deserves a spot. I think her work rate was criminally underrated this mm. year. I, I think. Her her leading patterns were leading patterns were m- much improved, and I think her kicking as well had had, had improved a, a fair bit. Showed her intelligence, I think, throughout the year. Absolutely, mm-hmm. played to her strengths, I think. So we're going to the bench. All right. So what have we got? Uh, Bodie in, Bodie uh, in, Hoare in, Hoare in. So KB out, KB's out, and so is Haley Miller. And Haley Miller, yes, from from the starting five. But this is where this is where it separates my team from here we go the, the selectors team <laughs> separating the girls from the women here doc <laughs> no we're separating the good selectors from the shit selectors <laughs> is what we're doing here we're going to start with a player that you've uh, you've touched on you've harped on about uh, why she didn't get in the All Australian team Bree Moody yes yep. starting right because it well deserved because her and Pierce play different different styles because Pierce is a, Pierce is an extra midfielder Brianne Moody's more of a versatile all-round midfielder. Mm. Play, plays a little bit of the intercept, plays, goes a little bit forward. Average 11.9 disposals, average 19.7 hitouts as well. So she's actually doing the ruck contest as opposed to just grabbing it out of contest. Yep. And as well, average three marks, 3.3 intercept possessions, 2.7 score involvements, and 3.1 inside 50s. I've got Han- Anne Hatchard in here. Um, very hard to leave her out because I thought she was magnificent, as we've said throughout this episode. Average six point six marks per game, over one point, over one contested mark per game, Gee. which is amazing for a midfielder. Yeah, very well. But also averaged tw- twenty four disposals, two point five clearances, four score involvements, and four point four inside fifties. Mm, I like that selection. Haley Miller at Fremantle, another player very hard to leave out. Thank God. Um, I've had it, I've had her in the start starting forward line all throughout the uh, the rolling AA team, and unfortunately Miller, she's on the bench. I, I had to put her on the bench. Um, <laughs> But average average career highs, 18.7 disposals, 10.3 contested possessions, 371 metres gained, 3.6 clearances, 3.3 marks, 6 tackles, 4 inside 50s, and 10 goals 8. Jeez. My forward rotation, this took some doing, and, and it was really, really close. <laughs> oh. But I put Cora Staunton in there. Oh, oh, Alex Doherty. My word. Have I just heard you speak a good word about Cora Staunton? Yes. <laughs> I thought I'd say good day. Not only speak a good word about her, but say she was an All-Australian player this year. It was hard to ignore, and I've been very critical this year of Cora Staunton. And there are still assets to a game which I think needs to be ironed out. But to kick 18 goals nine in a side in a side that I've labelled dysfunctional, in a side that I've labelled embar- uh, uh, just a mess, Jeez. it's hard <laughs> to ignore. Uh, for a player 
that for a player that's come into this game at 40 years old, Irish export, and and putting up numbers like that, it, 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 it's 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 you can't I can't ignore it. Approved. She's in. She's in. Sorry, um, and Katie Brennan was close. Really, really close. Gee whiz. And so my last spot, it's a defensive rotation. A player that has not got any recognition from anybody in the AFL media. Go on. Maddie McMahon. Maddie McMahon. Average 7.4 intercept possessions per game. I think it was the most of any player in the in the home and away season. But also averaged 11 disposals, 3.8 marks, nearly two rebound 50s per game. The only knock I have on her is her kicking and her decision-making because it's still very, very poor. Mm. But her efforts in the air is just magnificent. I, I think a big re- many reasons why Geelong were able to stick into games a lot more this year. And it needs to be recognised. And So there's, Ma- there's Maddie McMahon. Sarah Lampard was close, Miller. Yeah. Lauren Butler was close. Um, and also Mariana Radcic and Emma Carney as well. Uh, look, she had a good year, but I needed somebody that was super consistent. And Maddie McMahon, I thought, was that super consistent player. Jeez, that's my only knock on the team, the last spot there. I'm not sure about that one. Oh. <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? You reckon, Cap? Nah, look, I like the selection, Doc. I think, I think it's, it's more... I like that your bench right. is more varied. Uh, yes. Uh, I reckon Miller, Miller just wants Sarah Lampard in there. No, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sort of split over it, but it's not a terrible selection. Don't <laughs> like who, it. No, who, who would you put in there? Uh, I'd say Carney. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I think Carney's got to be in the team, Doc, but I know you weren't as, so. as high on a year as, as many others were. Nah, look, I, I, th- I, th- I think there's a bit of reputation in there when it comes to Emma Carney. Not saying she had a poor year. No. I, I think she had a really good year. But I think others around her needed better, needed more recognition than maybe. Her. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Spit on it. But anyway, that's my take. That's a, that's not a bad take though. I like it. All like right, better than the Australian. <laughs> better, better, better. All right, I've had a couple of. Cars. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise. Um, uh, we move on. So, what does that mean? We're now down to women of the week. Yep. Oh yes. Who's the woman? Who's the woman? We, we've been we've harped on about you know, the the AFLW awards. We need we need to touch on last weekend. <laughs> um, Obviously, it was yes that the D's and the, the the Crows making it through two fantastic games. I got to go as a media to the game at the G, which was a fantastic feeling. Got to actually head down to the rooms as mm. well, boys, which was very That's very right. exciting. Got to chat with Lily Mithen. It was very nice. Um, and saw the girls sing the song. Probably burst my eardrums more than bloody working at the working at the bar does. Um, but they, <laughs> they were very very excited. The girls, I tell you what, and it was great to get mixed in his thoughts. And Craig Starsfitch as well, boys. He we wasn't too down in the dumps. I don't think the team was too um, too hurt after the game. They seemed pretty positive and ready to to move on to next year. Tell you, tell you one thing, he wasn't positive about was the uh, was expansion. Well, that was interesting. I tell you, he's going on, and I'm looking over at the the AFL media manager sitting there, and she's looking at him like, "Go on, wrap it up, <laughs> wrap it up, stuff." And he he's going, "Oh, I've said too much." And then he gets asked another question. And he keeps going. <laughs> but anyway, no, two great what, games. That's what we love about Stas, though. He, he, he's certainly, uh, certainly not shy of time. No, two great games, as I said. Adelaide getting over Frio as well. They did fantastically to keep them at bay. But we'll take a look at who our women are from the weekend of prelim finals. Start with you, Miller, because you've got one from the Crows and the Dockers game. Yes, uh, I'm going to go to the Crows, uh, and I'm going to pick Caitlin Gould. I thought she was really, really good. She had seven touches, one mark, 17 touches, three tackles, and one goal, which is the important thing. I thought that it was an absolute fantastic battle between her and um, Strom in the ruck, and I thought Min was pretty good, but I thought that the goal from Gould really pushed her over the edge and was a big reason why. They got up by 14 points, but 
big reason why I, I thought the Crows got the upper hand and the midfielders had a great game, Cat. So that's my pick for final woman of the week. Fantastic. Yeah, true. Well, we'll, well, we'll, give a, we'll give a grand final. I'm sure we'll, we'll be pretty consensus whoever yeah. wins the medal. Um, <laughs> Alex Doherty, who is your woman this week? Well, we're going to go to the game at the MCG, Cat. Um, what a game that was. Um, mm. And one player that I thought proved her proved her worth on the biggest sta- on one of the biggest stages the MCG Alyssa Bannon yes a player that is tailor made for the for the dimensions of the MCG with her speed and her run three goals she must love playing against Brisbane cuz she had a really good game against the Lions um uh, yeah, during the home did, and away season, o- only a player by the name of T. Harris took away that <laughs> that performance. I was going to say as well, Doc. We were talking about it last night. How the hell didn't Taylor get any votes for that game? She, uh, she got two votes for the um for that game. She got two. Should have gotten three. Ba- Basically, got, got the three. Should have gotten three. Should have been. Should have been a tie. Yeah. Should have been a tie. Should have been a tie. Uh, anyway, robbed. Anyway, Bannon three goals had nine disposals, the five tackles as well. Something that doesn't get talked about was a defensive pressure was was just absolutely an amazing in that forward in that forward fifty. But uh, as well, you, you look at how Melbourne had set up, and they had it was sort of like a pagan's paddock sort of thing, mm. where they just vacated the the entire forward fifty and allowed a player like Bannon to run onto it. No one was ca- no one catch it, no one caught it. No, <laughs> not even Nat Grider, the best defender in Brisbane, could catch it. Oh. But, Outstanding. But that, that's it. Bannon's Bannon's my woman of the week. Gonna have a massive game this week. I can just feel it. Oh, I want to see her on the big stage, boys. Well. You're going with one of the rookies, Doc. I'm going with one of the veterans, and that is none other than Karen Paxman. Yes. Before the game, um, it was clear that Mick Stinier spent a lot of time thinking about those Lions wingers because they have been so important to driving the ball forward for them all year long. And he said, Paxi, I need you to do a job on Orla O'Dwyer for me. She's been the best winger in the competition all year long, and I need you to stop her. And bloody hell, not only did Paxi go to her and stop her, but she had a ripping game in her own right too. 20 touches, if you don't mind. Um, she was electric along the wing, boys, and she stopped all her, probably made her have her worst game of the year. Only the five disposals didn't get anywhere near Only the scoreboard. She kicked, she kicked one behind Orla. Um, just the, uh, no marks as well. So she wasn't getting onto the end of it on the outside either. Uh, I've not seen many better stopping jobs. I was going to say, it's probably the best two-way game I've seen in a final. Absolutely, especially from a winger as well. Normally it's, it's yeah, given it's to the inside midfielders. Right. Hard um, to do. But fantastic, fantastic work. It just speaks so highly to what the Melbourne midfield's yeah. been able to do this year, boys, when you've got those players getting in and under um, that players like Paxi and Misson can run freer and can do and have games like yeah. this. It's going to be so crucial this week in the grand final, but deservedly, Paxi is my woman of the week. I love it. That's 100%. That's fantastic. Um, but... Let's get to it, boys. The big dance. The big dance. It's coming up Saturday, 12.40 at Adelaide Oval. Such a shame it's not the MCG. It is a grubber of a time. Adelaide taking <laughs> on Melbourne. Well, how would you describe that time, Miller? Shit. <laughs> 12.10 in Adelaide. 12.10, 12.10 in Adelaide. So you've just finished your morning tea. Yeah, you're about... About to make a bit of lunch. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're halfway ba- through making your sandwich at 12.05, then you've got to run to the <laughs> get the bounce. You throw your ham into the wall and the cheese, and it all hits the bed. <laughs> so thanks, Nicole. Uh, you ruined the sandwich. But a few big things to, I guess, look at before this game starts, boys. Montana McKinnon is still fighting suspension. Mm. She has copped a week. Uh, they appealed it already, and it's been upheld. But they are going to appeal again through special exceptional circumstances, I believe they're calling it. 
Um, the exceptional circumstances being be denied. It's well, a grand final next what, week. What, what was that? <laughs> well, so the, the Montana McKinnon's one week was upheld yeah, at yeah, the tribunal. That's, yeah, that's right. Last night, um, and the Crows are looking to reappeal through exceptional circumstances. I'm not sure what those circumstances are. Um, but let's assume he... <laughs> Who's the lawyer? Dennis Denudo from the castle? <laughs> <laughs> it's about the vibe. It's about the vibe. It's about the vibe tribunal. Marbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to ask, does it make a difference? It does. Surely it's yeah. got to make a big difference if she doesn't play with the form that Lauren Pierce is in. They need as many of their ruck stocks fit and firing well, to choose from well, as possible in this well, game. Well, if she doesn't get up, that means it's got to be Zoe, Zoe Prowse that's got to come in. Mm. And Prowse, we, we, uh, play, I think she's played maybe, what, one game, two games this year? Hasn't, hasn't had a lot of exposure. So it, it certainly adds. It certainly leaves a bit of a hole there. Mm. I think with um, the form that um, <laughs> that Loz is in, it's a very very hard battle. It's a big job for Caitlin Goldmiller. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what's going to be the interesting thing because I think not only this game's going to be massively critical in the midfield, but who's going to dominate the inside fifty can? And that's obviously going to come from great stoppage work in the forward fifties. But I also think Cat, what's going to be a big thing for me is transitioning the ball out of the back half for each team. Mm. I think the Crows, obviously, I feel like they do it really well and uh, we've seen this year that their transition defence is some of the best. But when there's a forward line stoppage, Melbourne going to have to take full advantage with their you know, great scoring mids and their dangerous small forwards. So I think that's going to be real key to see who can get the upper hand there if defence can stand strong for the Crows. But, yeah, back to the Ruck situation, I just think they need to you know, see how that goes because if it is going to be like that, I, I can see Melbourne getting a real, really on top in terms of um, clearances leading to midfield. Uh, sorry, to forward entries and inside fifties. Because I was going to say McKinnon is a better situated player when she's around the ground, mm. particularly particularly in the defensive half, because we know Gould's a better forward option uh, than than McKinnon as a resting as a resting ruck. Is it worse? She hasn't played since round four, Doc. But I was very impressed with how this woman did around the ground in her first two games. Is it worth bringing Jasmine Simmons in, not to go into the ruck, but to run with Pierce when she's not in taking the hitouts? Look, it's it's not a bad idea uh, because she's a great she's a great mark behind the footy. I, I th- think she'd be good one on one against her. I think Jasmine Simmons has got the athleticism and the aerobic capacity mm. to cover the ground. I just don't know about her game awareness, yep. and I don't know about her strength against. If if she go if she goes mm. with Lauren Pierce, I think Pierce will absolutely monster in, in ruck contests. I think it's a concern either way. No matter who they're mm. putting on her, she's obviously the All Australian ruck for a reason. I, I think it's going to be a tough matchup yeah. regardless. I think Caitlin Gould has got to really look at the tapes of, of mm. Lauren Pierce and really try and. She's a big girl, Caitlin Gould, and I think she's she'll have the strength that can match her. It's just the in in, in, in positioning. I think is going to be key in, yeah. in in around stoppages. We would have said the same thing about Hickey as well, yeah. Doc. And Loz got the better of her getting out yeah. of the stoppages and winning those clearances and kicking a snag too. I, I, I think with 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 that Hickey Hickey needs to work on her strength a mm. lot because mm. she do, she just got monstered easily yeah. in a lot of contests. But I, th- I, I think, sh- I think it won't be, it won't be, it won't be the same such luxury this week because Caitlin Gould got some strength about her. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, midfield battle. We just talked about Paxman Miller. Are we gonna see her running with Eloise Jones in this game? I wouldn't mind seeing her run with Anne Hatchard or, or Hatchy. I think they'll go head to head. I don't think they'll run with anyone. Mm. I think that um, Melbourne will back their midfield in Cat and and get it done. That's what I reckon. But <laughs> if they Ah, to run with who do you reckon? Well, I think if you're looking at that winger situation, I'd love to see. I think she could do it again, Paxi. Yeah. Um, head oh, to head I in, head to head in the middle. We talked about last week, Doc. 
the type of player you tag. Marinoff is the one I think yeah. you go after from the source. Do you stick Hanksy on her like she was doing? Uh, spent a bit of time on on Batesy on the weekend. Yeah, I, I saw I saw uh, Cassie Svark go to um go to Hanksy at yeah. the start of the game. Svark as well, and, rotating and, and, through. And, and, and kept her and kept her relatively quiet. So mm. yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Um, no, look, I, I think. I, I, you don't see Melbourne players initially go head to head. No, sorry, uh, initially run taggers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they do employ more of a head to head, and they back their midfielders in. Um, and I think, and I expect, and I expect it will be the same uh, this week. I I'd like to see Matty Go match up with Marinoff. Ooh, two hard nuts. Yeah, going head I to think head. Had ten tackles on the weekend too, Matty Gay. Yeah, very underrated performance. I think that that'd be important. Kate. Yeah, I like that. Just I'm get, big get, on that. Get a get a body on her, and um, you know, keep. Keep that, keep physically turning her over in terms of getting a bump in and tackling yeah. and putting the, the physical pressure on. So yeah, I, I'd like to see many go head to head. I'd like to touch on a little bit about last time these two teams met, which was round four, and it was a game that Adelaide dominated from the outset. Mm, they were outstanding. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for their poor inaccuracy, this would have been a, a 40, 50 point game because they had fifteen scoring shots to six, and and Melbourne only really got their goals towards the end of the game. The game was already set, uh, signed, sealed, delivered. The the one thing that I took out of that was their pressure, mm. Adelaide, and they and I thought they just absolutely suffocated their outside runners, the, the Paxmans, the Mithens, and and the likes of them. I th- I think for Adelaide to get up, this needs to happen again, and it starts with players like Rochelle Martin mm. and players like Hannah Munyard, who I thought actually played a really nice game uh, defensively. Yep, because yeah. I've always been long long uh, a fan of her outside work, her class. But since she's come to Adelaide, she found that mongrel side to her yeah. game. You talk about Munyan and Martin, Doc. I think the ground level players, especially, are going to be so important mm. in this game because mm. I touched on. We were talking a bit off air. The four best interceptors in the league's history playing in this game: Alan Raychich, Lampard, and um, Birch. So neither side is winning too many aerial contests here. Players like Harris, like Woodland, are going to be wanting to bring the ball to ground first and foremost. We know Kate Hoare is going to be playing that higher centre-half forward, taking marks there, but once you're going inside 50, you can't rely on getting these big grabs against these back lines. So those players putting that pressure on, locking the ball inside 50, getting those stoppage clearances, you know, down the other end for, for Melbourne too. Um, Shelley Scott's going to have to have a big game Um all those players at ground level, really, I think are going to be vital to this. That Adelaide defence last time was magnificent. And Chelsea Randall, who was injured last time they met, um, you know, she came off, I think it was in the first half. She had an exceptional game against Freo. Mm. Uh, I thought her intercept marking was as strong as it's ever been. And yeah. Well, that's what I mean, Doc. When you've got Alan Rachish and Randall all patrolling the air, um, yeah. what do you do? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's tough. Uh, look, Daisy Pierce got nowhere near it. Uh, last time they met, um, Taylor Harris had a really hard time, mm. um, and you've got other forwards in there that I, look. Kate Hoare only had five touches, so she needs more. Shelley Scott, I'd like to see her. I'd like to see her get a bit more. I think this is the game for her. Yeah. Uh, she she's sort of had to, she's sort of taken that back seat uh, this year because Hoare's played well, Pierce has played well, and Taylor Harris has played well. Doesn't need to do much, but at the same time, I think she still gives that effort and that intensity towards the um. You know, defensively, and that smother she she did in, the, in that that game against Brisbane. I think that was the one that I can't remember who I can't remember who that knocked out. I think it might have been Taylor Smith. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but she knocked out somebody with with a smother. Obviously, obviously not malicious, but yeah. she's not. But she's the kind of player that I can see really having big moments in this mm-hmm. game. Shelley's mm-hmm. got, and I think she needs to really look at making one of those players accountable. Wouldn't mind seeing her make Rachish uh, accountable because yeah. when she's accountable, I think she becomes more of a liability towards towards that Adelaide defence. Yep. You talked about um, Bannon before, Doc. Do we see her playing, starting permanently forward in this game, not really moving up the ground too much? Because I think if you're playing, if you're playing Bannon, Harris, Hoare, and then you've got Daisy in there too, you are forcing matchups from the talls. They don't have a chance to get loose and get free and peel off and take those intercepts because there's a lot of marking options in there. It, yeah, it's a good point. Look, considering the fact that Bannon had, a, oh, I think, a career-best game last mm-hmm. week, it, I think it'd be silly not to start a forward. Yeah. Um, but if that doesn't... W- but if she's not getting any clear run at it, then I think you've got to make the move and try to play her up up on the wing yep. where, where she where she can utilise that speed. Obviously, I think Adelaide Oval's quite a wide ground, mm-hmm. so you can so you can definitely can definitely utilize that run and carry from the wing. Yeah. I think they've got they've got a good little rotation they can do with Bannon and McNamara. If they need the pressure in there, get McNamara off the yeah. off the, yeah. the wing or out of the midfield into the, the forward line and let her go to work up there. And if you need the taller marking target, keep Bano in there. Yeah, well that, that, that's it. Um it's a thing that's amazed me about this Melbourne team is that they've got a lot of players that can run through that midfield at mm. certain points of the ground. Even on the wing. Like you got Lily Mithin, you got Karen Paxman, Eliza McNamara. You can you can chop and change this team and they can do multiple roles. So many mm. of them can do multiple roles in this team. I think we're going to see a very interesting coaching battle as well, yeah. Miller. I thought Stas and uh, Mick went head-to-head last week and they both made some big changes throughout the game. Um, I think we're going to see similar this week with these two. I reckon you're not going to see the teams line up the same way every quarter. It's going to be a little bit different constantly. Well, the thing is as well is that they're obviously two of the best coaches for great reason, not just for their team performances, but I think that very much like, you know, those two that you mentioned, they've all got the players on side and on side and really sort of drilled in and with the game plan. Mm. And I think that's what is very unique about both these teams in particular, Cat, is that they're both individual teams that are good at different things. Yeah. And that's what's going to be the real interesting matchup. And I totally agree. There's going to be lots of chopping and changing. You're not going to see them just be like, ah, leave this. Leave them <laughs> and that's what is the great thing about the game. And um, I tell you what's going to be some fun. I don't know who to tip still. Well, I was going to say Nigel Allen comes back in as well. Oh, no, gee whiz. That, doesn't she? Yeah, there she, you go. Uh, I think she, she only served, what was it, a one-week suspension? One week suspension. Or, or, so, no, two weeks. Sorry, it was two weeks. There you go. But that hit on on, on Fowler. Um, actually, it feels like a lifetime ago now. <laughs> No, she might not be very fit to come back in. Um, let's give a tip, boys. Uh, winner, margin, and we'll do the best on as well. Oh. I don't know even where to start, honestly. I, I want to say I think it's just Adelaide is that little bit above everybody else. I think I want to tip the Crows this year. And margin, margin let's say 11. <laughs> and best on will be... Give it to Jones, Eloise Jones. Oh, EJ. The wingers, the wingers are very important at the moment. I'm giving it to EJ. I'm uh, gonna go Melbourne. Oh. Melbourne. Gonna go Melbourne. And I'm gonna say by five points. And Lily Mithin. Oh, Mitho. I like that. Doc. <sighs> I want to go Melbourne, just because I I reckon. 
I reckon we'll we'll see we'll see the umpires give a few questionable decisions to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Alex Doherty's triggered by 2016 already. Um, no, but I, I look at this team and I think Adelaide is more of a well-drilled outfit. Yeah. If they kick straight, they win, and they win by about a couple of kicks. And who so takes the best on? Who takes best on? Um, look, Aaron Phillips would be too easy. Um, <laughs> Just give her another medal. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's Aaron Phillips. Be the last one she gets before she goes to Port Adelaide. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go something off the cuff. Chelsea Bedell. Oh, Bedell. Chelsea I like Bedell. That. Does Has she get the matchup on Taylor? Surely. I don't know if she gets the matchup on Taylor. I reckon. I reckon it will be Randall and Harris head to head. Bedell comes in as that sort of floating intercept marker. Did a good job on her in the in the previous matchup. She peels off really well, and her kicks, her forty five degree angle kicks, I think, are the best in the competition. Yeah, I like that. She there's there's yeah, there's, that's interesting. there's good weight with her kicks. There's precision with her kicks. She just knows how to hit a target. Yeah, and, right. and I reckon she'll 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 fly off the handle, have a big game here. Big fan of that call, Doc. All right. Well, that's our tips, our best ons, and our margins for the grand final. I can't believe we're already here. It feels like the season is just whipped by. We're already in the start of April, but it's only yeah. going to get crazier. <laughs> just from just here. wait until we get to August, mate. Oh, good. And we're not even going to be done with the men's season yet. Bloody yeah. hell, boys! Too much footy. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll be all we'll be all uh, be assigned <laughs> to a psychiatric ward by the end by the end of the year. I tell you what, because there's too much football, and we'll be um we'll be going like. Eh. Well, there's never too much footy on a three. I think that's going to be it for us on this episode. We've bloody gone over, but that's what happens when you've got a grand final to talk about. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Make sure you follow us across all our socials: a three footy podcast, Facebook and Instagram at a three footy on Twitter, and of course the email as well: a three footy at gmail We'd love to hear your grand final predictions ahead of the big game this weekend Saturday boys I cannot wait Very I'll be loading up on the couch getting getting lunch getting the snacks sitting down to watch a ripping game of footy I cannot wait oh I can't wait either I might have, might have to might have to put it on delay if I play footy on the weekend oh um, no doc you getting up because I know you had a bit of an injury yeah injury issue uh, before s- season started see, see how I go uh, Thursday night um, if anybody crunches me in a tackle I'm going to deck them um, <laughs> chuck a sickie because uh, the grand finals on Saturday yeah that's alright might might just uh, say nah, get stuffed I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put I'll, I'll aim for uh, after Easter <laughs> <laughs> with all that said I've been Alex Catalano I've been Alex Miller and I've been Alex Doherty make sure you join us for the men's episode as well which we're about to record ahead of round four but the grand final, oh, it's going to be huge. I cannot wait. 